0: Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, Tim okay. and Dave. I got Tim the... and Dave. I... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This. Well, we should Justin...
1: actually add that into the show.
0: Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Oh no,
1: that was our actual open. That's gonna be our actual. Opening. All right, that's gonna be our actual. That open.
0: was a song by the Japanese band called the the Pillars. Those called killers. the Killers. The Pillars. The pill-, the pill. The Pillars. It's the Pillars. No, that the- could be like a joint, <laughs> like a joint tour sometime.
1: Probably make good money off I would, that tour. Would, I, think, I think that would, that would attract an interesting, interesting audience. I think
0: there is a there is probably. I'm sure there's a, a big overlap, yeah, an overlap between the two yeah. fan bases. Mm-hmm. But uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Tim and Dave Show podcast. It's been a week since our last podcast. We want to thank you all for tuning in mm. to uh, to listen to us this week. Um, uh, a, a short plug-in, if you guys want to check us out on our Patreon account, it's patreon.com of the Tim and Dave Show podcast. This is where you can donate small monetary funds to help support us. Uh, you can also see us at our Facebook page and the Tim and Dave Show podcast. We're also being able to be downloaded our actual podcast itself or listen to it on SoundCloud, FM Play, Google Play, and... Um, did I say SoundCloud already? SoundCloud? Oh, and iTunes. Play. iTunes. iTunes, yes. That's kind of where it mostly always mm-hmm. goes. So, where uh, Steve Jobs' ghost lives. He's in there. <laughs> he's in there somewhere. Uh, he's actually, it's, it's, it's. what was that movie, Tron? Is that how it works? I have no idea. He's actually in Tron right okay, now. Okay, he's in Tron. Um, Anyways, uh, and the best way to get us out there is word of mouth, to spread the word about the wonderful gospel of Tim and Dave. Yes. That sounds very sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel it's pretty of bad. Tim and Dave. Especially since we talked about the Bible last week. You talked about the Bible okay, last week. That's and I true. was all like, yo, man, hold your horses. Hold your horses. Okay. And I was actually thinking about that, too. I, wondered, I wish I had said this back in the last podcast. Hmm. He, he, Timmy said his opinion with such, uh, with, with such authority. Authority. But yet... A what, what One thing to put into consideration is that for the past two thousand years, if, mm. you want to, if you want to do the, the Hebrew Bible, the past three thousand years, mm. a lot of people said a lot of things about a lot of stuff from that thing. Well, that is true, and I don't you're know right if any that, of it yeah. ever is ever going to be completely confirmed. There's always an interpretation of what mm. it really says. So, and you're not a theologian. You're okay, not a theologian. I'm not.
1: I guess I'm not a theologian you're, nowadays. You're, you're, All you're, right, nowadays, not a theologian. I don't think you ever were not a theologian. A theologian. <laughs> I guess I never was a theologian. I don't think you were. I do have a decent knowledge of biblical scholarship.
0: More than the average person, I would say more than the average person. But I'm no,
1: I'm no scholar. You're,
0: you're no, you're no, uh, I'm no yeah. tenured professor. <laughs> the Tim, the Institute of Tim and Dave, you are. Yes, I am, <laughs> and quite the institute it is. So <laughs> it's institutional, all right. Spaghetti Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, it's crazy, F-L-C-L. crazy stuff going on in the Tim and Dave Show podcast studio so today. So
1: all of our listeners,
0: probably a good majority, have watched FLCO, or at least know of it, or know of it. It's uh so it's explained to everybody about the phenomena, the excellence, the the yeah, well, wonderful thing of FLCO. It was a great
1: six season anime came out in what, two thousand two? Came there. over to America in two thousand three. Yeah. Um sort of nonsensical, yeah. but if you watch it enough you can pick up a narrative. Right. And it's just for some reason it became endearing to a very, very many people. Very emotional show. And a lot of people, it developed quite a strong fan base after only six thirty-minute episodes. Not even thirty. Really, twenty just, minutes yeah, without commercials. Yeah, yeah. And so many years later, fifteen years later, we have a second season. It's called FLCL Progressive. And
0: then I think there was a there's a third season. Yeah. That, I forget what it's called. That's coming out in September. Super progressive. Super or something.
1: FLCL Regressive.
0: <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> So they just finally came out with the first episode. I'm going to
1: drop the bomb.
0: I thought it was bad. <laughs> of the new season, I thought it was bad. Well, we both knew, and I think everyone wasn't going to be. We knew it wasn't going to hold a candle. It could never, no, no it way. Could never. It's, it's but it those, didn't have to be bad. I think. I think it had to be bad. Almost all right. positive it had to be. Uh, let's be I just fair.
1: didn't think there was anything to it. The character was a total bore. Yeah. Like, no personality whatsoever. Are we saying that, whatsoever. though,
0: was the main character and this one's a girl? And no,
1: I'm the... not. And I thought about that. I'm not. I'm saying it because she has no personality. Well, that's the whole point. Nowda had it? a... Okay, Nauda was... Yeah, he was an archetypical... Um, what's the word? Angsty teenager. Yeah. But he had a personality. Right. You saw the contours of his life. You got a sense of what he was dealing with. But this person is just a total stereotypical stand-in for an angsty teenager. Although, every now and again, I guess we'll understand this later, she's depicted as like that purple, remember, like that purple character?
0: Which one? The the, the, the robot?
1: No, every now and again, remember, you saw her as just like a purple
0: sort of dinosaur oh, looking? right, right, right. Now, if she were only ever depicted <laughs> <it> as that, <laughs> should be a much better show. Um... I don't know. I, like I'm I'm obviously open to what's going to happen. It definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't leave me with the chills. No, and, and, no, no. Cuz cuz like for example, first time seeing Spirit Away by Hayao Miyazaki, mm. felt chills because mm-hmm. that's a Miyazaki film. It's it's literally art on screen. Mm-hmm. Um and when I watched the first episode, I was um it was the summertime. I was like what 12, 13 years old mm-hmm. and the first episode FLCL came out. And it blew my mind away. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this this is a great show. Like, and it was so random. It was the first airing of it at ever, and I was oh, just wow. randomly mm. watched it. Like I was like, holy crap, this is this is truly amazing. Um, I think what they did get right in in the new season uh, for the first episode is the music. Well, you can't mu- really get it wrong. Well, you could get, but it wrong. but even then, I didn't really notice it. Like- I mean.
1: It it wasn't accentuated like it was in the original series, where it's like this hits you as something significant. Right. I never really felt that in this first episode.
0: I don't know. I, I like that. Yeah, but that's this. an that's an old song. I know, but still is a good song. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. I i i'm i am hopeful that they'll they'll probably get the corners. You know, we'll see. Edged out. Because I mean, because the way it ended was Haruko said, "All right, we got this thing started. Let's." Let's see how it goes. Maybe because all the narr- that'd be
1: an interesting strategy, intentionally making a bad first episode and then saying, "Okay, next right. episode's going to be good." Yeah,
0: that's 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 what I'm hoping for. I mean, uh-huh. like the way in which the first series worked out was that it was a stroke of luck. It was just a creative project mm. that they mm-hmm. wanted to do creatively they had it, 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 it's essentially like i don't care we made enough money off of neogenesis evangelion yeah yeah we're going to just make i've still never watched a that you should watch it just i should i watch. should it's, yeah it's not that great um uh, that we want to make this out of our it's like when artists say you know i've made enough money yeah, i want to do uh-huh. my own creative thing and it turned yep. out to be a huge hit in america it mm-hmm. wasn't so big in the in, the, in japan actually hmm. um but the American audience, for whatever reason, said, this is, this is artwork here. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. And the main director, because I've been watching a lot of commentary about this and reading about it as well, the main director of the first season did not contribute to this. Oh, one. I see. And what they wanted to do was put in, put in new artists, new scriptwriters... Hmm. You know, younger a younger generation.
1: Yeah, but the younger generations have no artistic talent anymore.
0: I don't know about that. I mean, there's some good stuff coming out in the hmm. anime world. I mean, like some of the cinema that's coming out. Um, hmm. One of the best movies they ever made um, came out recently. What was it called? I didn't watch it, though. But okay. <laughs> you're lying to Me in April. Uh, I know people don't like Sword Art Online a lot, but I love Sword Art Online. Like, there's some good stuff out there. It's just that the vein – it's hard to – I think it's hard to follow – um a phenomena you know what mm-hmm. i mean like how can you hit hit you know uh thunder on a nail twice you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's i could appreciate what they're trying to do and i think it, it allows itself to add to the canon and i guess to it but and as a person who's probably watched the first six episodes nearly probably in its entirety i don't know 50 60 70 times yeah like, mm-hmm. i remember back in the day when i was what had the bought in the dvds at uh, FYE, or mm-hmm. was it? Was yeah, it must Sun, have been. Or Suncoast or something. Yeah, some, one of some, those, two. Some of those things. Um, and this was the original first print release of the DVDs Where that the still DVDs have.
1: had two episodes each, and yeah. they cost like $40. Yeah, dude. And the, but then it had all
0: the extras with commentary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. posters. And, and, and it, it looked nice. It looked cool. It was a uh-huh. really good packaging design. I, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd pay for it any day of the week. It better be uh, good
1: for like 40 minutes of actual content. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's crazy how much they rig you for this stuff. Yeah. But um i need to buy new jeans holy crap i need to buy new jeans look at that wow you look at that, that. Oh been
1: on god. your knees a lot huh uh-huh totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. um oh getting them I didn't even really wearing them I out didn't
0: even notice that she's lots of, of kneeling Louise. and ooh. oh my god anyways what was i saying flcl yeah what was i saying about it
1: um Is we were talking about, talking about the dvds the... the
0: dvds uh, the dvds <laughs> so um when I when I bought those, um, I then eventually put them onto my TV, which uh-huh. also had a VHS recorder. Yep, yep. And I recorded every episode of FLCL mm-hmm. on VHS for Timmy uh-huh. when we were kids, and then I gave it to him. And then Timmy would literally do what I would do, would just pop in the VHS yep. and just watch it all the way through. And mm-hmm. then there's a couple XL sagas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of it, so it was it was a good anime. It was a great anime, and I think I th- I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to improve a little bit. I was not at all thinking that this was going to be. This, the, the best show. No, well. no, no. So, yeah. um, and plus, we're, we're older now. Maybe hmm. maybe there's a message that we're not going to see as much I as we would. I don't know. If we were, maybe. If we were, what were we, eighth grade, ninth grade? Eighth grade, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. maybe. You know, it's kind of it's kind of rose-tinted glasses. So, mm. to be continued. We're going to be updating this every time we have a podcast to talk about whether or not the episodes yep. were of merit. Mm-hmm. So there you go.
1: So, speaking of important world events, this is something somewhat less important than the <laughs> FLCL debut. Of course, yes. North Korea is back on apparently, North Korea summit. Part of the deal. Part of the art art of the deal. Part of, Ar- of the deal.
0: Trump knows how
1: to negotiate.
0: Um, I wonder though. I want to. I wonder what that letter was. The letter that Kim Jong Un had hand delivered by his top general mm. to trump i don't I, they said they may make it public one day i'm curious to see what i would really like to see what, that what, what, what's his love sonnet sound <laughs> like what's his love what's his love chirp sound like you know what i mean like
1: i gotta say this kim jong-un guy he's come across very endearing in this whole thing i think maybe
0: i think maybe he's gotten a bad rap uh i don't know man i don't know there's a lot of human rights violations in that country maybe no not there are a lot of human rights violations in that country You're probably right um my, my my end game for this is weaken them with the democracy of capitalism. And weaken then... them
1: with democracy and capitalism. No, no, I hear that. And <laughs> then
0: and then from there the the, the they will crumble and, and mm. go to the, the gentle embrace of the South Koreans. That's, okay. that's that's my that's my end game for this. All right. I mean, that's what we were negotiating, at least you and I, in South Korea. We just, yeah. We just, I mean, in North Korea. We just didn't say that to them on the table. True. true. But now that we're not, now
1: And they're all listening. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Kim Jong-un is
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kim jong a big-time supporter He's of this podcast.
1: We, th- he actually donates like 20% yeah. of the North Korean GDP <laughs> into our Patreon. And that, that, that goes to that, like... Three, that's, yep. that's how we can afford a new Popsicle every week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, man, we're mean. Anyways, go on.
1: So, speaking of... con, Oh, do you, do you have anything more to say about North I Korea? I want to talk about
0: popsicles, though.
1: Okay. Um, I haven't had a popsicle in Dude, a long remember time. remember
0: when we were kids, like, in the elementary school, they'd give us the free popsicles that were, like, the ones you break apart in two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never yeah. broke properly. No, they did not. And then you had to suck on the end that's bigger and it gets your mouth really <laughs> cold. <laughs>
1: I know you sucked on the end. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> those things never worked. No.
1: Uh, I wonder if they still have those. Oh, they definitely have those. Mm.
0: What about lice? I had a lice? conversation about r- lice. Is lice still around? I have no idea. I remember kids in elementary school, that was like the big thing. The kids would get lice a lot.
1: I don't think anyone... Here's the thing, and this, w- this sort of thing of an happens a lot. about lice. Yeah, but I don't think it hardly anyone ever got lice. It, it was just one of those weird things that the schools decided we have to really worry about lice a lot. Even though probably no one ever got I it. I think a couple kids. I remember I got lice as a kid. Did you? Yeah. Freaking nasty i don't know nasty ass lice right, getting
0: listen, I, I all i'm saying is that i think it's i ain't a com- never got no lice it's a common thing it's a common thing i think that some kids get in, in elementary school if you say so uh, i don't know i know on. they don't get
1: chicken pox no
0: more no they got a vaccine for that yes we the, indeed we were probably the last maybe us and maybe two years after us the last
1: that's why kids. these younger generations don't have any character and never had to chick- deal with chicken well, I actually pox. have a pox scar from... Really?
0: Yeah, that's that's where this came from when I was mm. a kid. But I guess my mom didn't put born on it well enough. And then wow. it's like right here. I could easily get plastic surgery and it could just zap the scar out. But I kind of want to keep it as character. It's a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a fa- real story. <laughs> your face tells you a story. It tells you where you came from uh-huh. in a way. And I kind of want to keep it. I just... I mean, I could always, always get it... Uh, you know, as I said, like... You don't. No one. And nine times out of ten, people say they don't even notice it, well, unless you get really close to somebody. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, everyone has something like that on yeah. your face, well, so everybody. it's not like not everybody. Most people, there's something there. I want to be unique. All right, you're very unique. No one has that sort of thing, but you. Thank you're you. You're very special person. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Speaking of uh, communism. Oh yes, yes. So apparently, you know Frida Kahlo. Of course, she's been discussed on this sh- uh, show before. It
0: was a Barbie doll that Mattel was making. Indeed. controversial. So apparently,
1: she has a very famous painting that was lost. hmm It's a very large painting. Mm-hmm. Fairly high regarded by, I guess, specialists of hers. Mm-hmm. And it, it was on tour internationally, mm-hmm. and somehow it got lost in Poland
0: at one point. What, when was Frida Carlo? Was that after the war? This was in
1: 1954.
0: So, okay. So, Pol- so this is. So, be it went on war. a big
1: tour around Europe. The last time it was like registered, it was on a show in Poland, and then somehow totally lost track of. No one's seen it or has been able to track it down since. Apparently, they think they might be able to find it soon, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care, but here's what I care about. This great quote in the article. <clears throat> Although Kahlo, a dedicated communist, sent the work to Moscow as a gift of friendship, documents show that Soviet officials considered it to be an example of decadent bourgeois formalist art and unsuitable for public display. Go figure. That's why you respect the Soviets.
0: Because they don't like Frida Kahlo. Exactly. I think she... Was pretty cool. She was a decadent bourgeoisie <laughs> member, very decadent. Uh, all right, Tim. Thank you for sharing us with that quote.
1: Speaking of communism and a problem that's never a problem in communist countries, mm-hmm. in America we have unemployment. Yes, we do. But it seems like less than before. Three point eight percent. Three point eight percent. You know, years ago. So there's among foreign policy experts, people who work at the central banks and whatnot. Right. There's this idea of a so called non inflationary rate of unemployment. Okay. The mainstream theory says if unemployment gets too low, Mm -hmm. people will be too, it will be too hard to find people for job openings and wages will be bidded up and we'll have inflation. And this would be so bad if wages rose too fast. Right. So the central banks actually say we don't want unemployment to get below a certain rate. Mm -hmm. Years ago during the recession, they were saying it was like, 5.8 percent or something Mm -hmm. like official central bank policy was let's not do anything that gets unemployment below about 5.8 percent or the economy will be messed up okay well guess what it's 3.8 percent now and there's still no inflation so i think that tells you a little bit about how the capitalists try to manipulate things to keep the workers down
0: of course of course but
1: anyway it's 3.8 percent now lowest in a very long time 18 18 years years, did you mention yeah and yeah, I mean wages, wage growth still is not strong. That's garbage. Which shows this non-inflationary rate yeah. of unemployment is total
0: absolute nonsense. I think I think the American public are smart enough to realize that this is just the greedy rich trying mm-hmm. to just hoard more money so that they can make bigger mausoleums yep. for their stupid corpses once they mm. rot in the middle of some stupid cemetery that no one's ever going to watch, but is catered toward by experts that get degrees in in. I don't. Know, what's the, what? What do you call it when you're when you're landscaping science? Landscaping science. Okay, that's yes. where they work. Okay, that's what they work. Um, and I, I think it's a shame, and I think that's a lot. To, you know, I can even say for myself. That's why I have to think considerably about my future mm. as far as occupation goes, because. They're not throwing us any bones. They're yep. not. They're mm-hmm. not throwing us. I tried starting side businesses. Uh-huh. They were successful, but they stressed me out. Hmm. I was also working a full time job with my side businesses, and yeah, an extra you know a couple hundred dollars a year and there yeah. is uh-huh. you know. And this is all theoretical, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that I actually did this. Uh, mm. For tax purposes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, you know, extra money is nice and all, but in the end of the day, like, you, if you're working, like, if you're working a seven hour, eight hour, nine hour day, whatever it is that you work, mm-hmm. and then you're working an extra three hours into the evening, you're not working out, you're not prepping food, you're yeah. not sleeping better. So, what's the point of having that extra couple hundred dollars to spend on some other things when you're not enjoying an authentic life? Mm. Shouldn't it be that, you know, you went to university, you did this, you did that, which 40% of all jobs require post secondary education now in America? um you you should be living a life in which you can say i can feel a balanced and enjoyable you know place where i can live not in the middle of you know nowhere and mm. i think i think again it just comes down to that there is a limited amount of professions that you can touch that and if you're able to get that job In and also get into a company that isn't high stress, then you're lucky. You're a lucky Mm. person in this country. And you know what? I don't. I don't say begrudgingly towards you that your life is is you know you shouldn't be happy for that life. But I think it's a responsibility for others to say that they have this ability to have that. And I think it's important for people to also say that that should be so that things are more equalized for others. Mm. Not that we're having. A hard time getting through life hmm. right now. It's just yeah. that I know that there's a better way of living life. It's just that that's not afforded to us because of the wage gaps. Yep. Uh-huh. And you know, and you know, then they try to say, "Oh, it's the baby boomers' fault." No, it's not the well. Baby- it is the baby. I, don't, I mean, let's
1: be real. It is the baby. I, I don't
0: believe. Well, All right. uh, Well, define what fault is. Are you saying those in power were born during the baby boomer generation, and because yes. of that, that's their fault? Then fine, you can argue that. However, the majority of baby boomers who aren't in power, who are just working class stiffs like us, okay, it's mm. not their fault. I still want to blame them. Well, well, it's I blame other people it's ageism. too ageism you know that's just a separation tool that people use so that others like will come said, together that will allow us to actually have a fine voter base to actually take out the garbage that's actually affecting the policies like I've said mandatory retirement at 55 okay I don't agree with that at all and what I'm saying is that I don't think it's a good idea to start putting fingers at others who are elderly uh, or getting older mm. but the fact of the matter is, is that they're trying to survive too you know mm. their pensions their 401s their their uh, mutual funds or whatever they're, they're, mm. all the, all the retirements got screwed up the 2008 financial crisis not really it's all up it's all way back up well I'm saying that they had to work an additional decade for some of them to even have that as a feasibility the point is that they got every generation gets a short end of the stick and you know this is our generational plight and the fact of the matter is that we should stop pointing fingers at others who are just trying to pick up the crumbs to survive Mm. and look towards those who are throwing the crumbs at us like we're stupid ducks at a pond okay Mm. we want the bag of damn freaking bread okay Mm. give us our bread and let us freaking be and I want to swim along that damn little river mm. and quack my leg you know whatever the Texas ducks do. <laughs> quack your legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm a quack them legs, man. <laughs> so uh, you know it's 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 great that we have a lower unemployment rate. That's awesome. Happy that more people are having jobs. However, mm. in, when you have to have two jobs though, does that count for the unemployment rate? Is that is that double it? Because no, it doesn't. just to make just to make ends meet you it know does what I mean? not but that's that's crazy. So then I mean, let's let's split that unemployment rate in half because there's so many jobs that people are having just to make ends meet. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's that's despicable. That's despicable. I and mean, then they that, tell man. us there's no one That's qualified to work. Well, you know what? Trade your employees. Okay, Mm -hmm. give us incentives to stay. Give us incentives to stay. Make us want to stay to your company. You know, and then I think also with the student loan crisis that is going on with over a trillion dollars worth of student loan debt in this country, uh, why don't government officials give incentives to to companies for tax? Rebates or what have you to give uh, incentive programs for employees to stay with the company, and it'll pay off portions of the debt. Mm. You know why does that only have to be for public officials in certain sectors of the economy? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair, and I think that if we want to make this a better place, you you have to freaking make sure that we get the education we need that's properly and not having to go into hundreds, of about, tens of thousands of dollars of debt, up to hundred thousand dollars of debt to be able to get a clean shake in this country. It's 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 a sin. It's a sin. And I hear you. So. Speaking of conspiracies perpetuated by the elites... Spaghetti Wednesdays.
1: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> they poison it. They poison it. In, in Ukraine, there's quite a strange conspiracy. All right, so let me hear your spin on this. Go. Okay, I haven't looked into it that much, but here's what happened. Apparently, there's a Russian journalist who is anti-Putin or whatever. Like, in any country, there's journalists who are hostile to whatever current regime is going on. Right. So anyway, he's up in Ukraine just chilling. Mm-hmm. So, so the... The idea was that he got assassinated, and it was a news story. He was assassinated. Um, There's a picture of him laying face down in a puddle of blood, and this was big. It was reported all over the world. It was huge, right? Mm -hmm. Because whenever there's a news story that can possibly be spun as anti-Putin and anti-Russian government, every major newspaper in the world is going to push it like no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So then the Ukrainian government issued a, what's the word, press conference to follow up on it. And this person... Who was to have been assassinated shows up alive and well at this press conference. The story was something like there was a hit out on him and he was going to be assassinated, so they faked the assassination to draw out the would-be assassins.
0: I don't, I don't really. Know does how that, that sound works. like it makes any sense to you? I, I don't know. I mean, if I have, it I makes don't... sense that the Russians would put a hit on some journalist. Now
1: there was a really good. There's a really good blog that covers geopolitics. Okay. And I, unfortunately, I was not able to read the full post, but he put out a post that, um, posits that this was part of some like international business conspiracy, like trying to do something with some company in various, you know, shady business dealings. Mm -hmm. I can't say more than that because unfortunately I didn't read the post, but obviously it's something, it's more than what they're saying. Because what they're saying is stupid. It doesn't make sense. I
0: wouldn't be surprised if the Russians had a part to play in assassination attempt on a journalist. The Russians are good people. Dude. I don't. I don't. The people Racist. of Russia. The people of Russia, I think, are good people. Mm. I, don't, I don't. I don't appreciate the Putin government though. Putin's a good guy. I, I listen. I will. I will defend the argument that the Russians had nothing to do with the election of two thousand sixteen. Okay. In the good. States. I will defend that. Mm. But I'm not going to defend that the Russian government is any bit on our side to make the world a better place. I
1: just, I would, I wouldn't, I would disagree with that. Look just, what they did in Syria. They, they kept Syria from be, from falling to jihadist terrorists. If it wasn't for them, it would be another that. Iraq, Some another argue, Libya. I don't know about that. Some would argue many things, but here's one thing you can't argue about: what everyone loves, Roseanne.
0: <laughs> oh my God! All right, so this one I was. This one was a, <laughs> I don't, want, I don't say it okay, I don't say it because I, I think this is funny in the way what she did. I think uh-huh. it's been a funny story to read, just by the excuses and uh-huh. the crap that's come about from it. So Roseanne, hugely popular, uh, act, uh, a comedian in the late '80s and hmm. throughout the '90s, and she um, portrayed a character of working class uh, mm-hmm. woman, a working class family uh, in America. Not yeah. rich, lower middle class, mm-hmm. you know, uh, working class, stiff husband, yep. both obese. Oh yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Real Americans, real
0: Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the premise behind the show is that, that that you know it's like a typical sitcom where here's our family, mm-hmm. It's dysfunctional but functional. Uh-huh. But we all love each but other. But it was like
1: especially dysfunctional.
0: Yeah, like you know, and I know that a lot of Americans in um that uh, socioeconomic status. A, liked the show, mm-hmm. and B, could relate to it, mm. okay? Um, and I think a big piece of this, too, is that even though what Roseanne did, and we're going to discuss that here today, even though what Roseanne did, I think it's important for her, us to understand the importance of what that show, Roseanne, represented to America. Mm, I agree. It was a portrayal of the working class American, white American, mind mm, you, mm. Uh, in, in America, where, uh, where most of the shows of that era weren't portraying the realities of what it was like to, to was be like in that Frazier situation. It was Frazier or Yeah, Frazier, where you had this upper-middle-class, upper-class psychologist Friends. slash friends, which uh-huh. makes no freaking sense <laughs> at all. A bunch of uh-huh. 20-year-olds in New York living in these great apartments. What do yeah. they do for a job? Nothing. Like exactly. That's privilege mm-hmm. for you. They're probably trust fund babies. It's essentially probably what they're yeah. They they are. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Garbage. Uh, and we had friends. Uh, what else was there? Full house. Full house. What was very that? rich what was that? family. Yeah, what was that all about? The idea was
1: it, sup- it was supposed to be like an eccentric weird family, yeah. but it was like they were rich, so you can't, you can't, you can't relate, can't to, relate them. to them. <laughs> 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 like this, exactly. This would not make
0: sense in any situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. And that was writ, like... Upper yeah, middle class yeah, white like, people. So you see all these portrayals of these families that are so unrelated. Cosby
1: Show. Even when you have a portrayal of a black family, it's still a super rich <laughs> black family. The Jeffersons. Super rich. Yeah.
0: Um, Archie Bunker was as close as it came.
1: But that was in back in the day. Yeah, yeah. that
0: was back in the day. And that was also... I mean, so it was. It was a little. That was also pretty racist. But they yeah. were actually making fun of racists. Uh-huh. That's what Archie Bunker was meant to be. Um, oh, I, I like that one show. Da-da-da-da-da. Three's Company. Two. I never watched dun, it. Dun dun dun. I had a big like in the, when I was fifteen or sixteen years old. <laughs> oh, <yeah. I> was <laughs> you were into Three's Company. <laughs> super into Three. You had this. You had these two girls living in the same apartment mm. with this one guy, and it was totally platonic. Uh-huh. And he was like a clean freak, and then one was like a ditz, and the other one was like more. And then you had the guy upstairs, and it just and it was in it was based in Jersey. Like, wow. The show was based in like that's a that's a cultural icon, that's a cultural. Uh, pinpoint. It's a big win for Jersey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like no one, who would, who would ever in today's age ever, um, showcase Jersey as the pinnacle of a show set? No one, nobody would. I mean, like seriously, though. I love three companies. My apparently my uncle. Um, my uncle um, really liked that as a kid, too. My mom hmm. told me that. Uh, my, my dad's dad. I mean, excuse me, my dad's brother huh. um, when he was younger. Anyways, so, um, anyway, so so Roseanne, the show, I don't think whatever she said should to take away from the fact of the importance of what that show, at least the original series, meant. The new series has come out. The new season uh-huh. has come out. Um, and it's been pretty well received. Yeah, I haven't the, watched this, it. Well, but... there you go. It's, the spin is, is that she's a very pro-Trump family, a pro-Trump yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And they signed her for a second season, actually. Uh, before this controversy came out by what she said. And um, what do you call it? Um, I think they said it was like the last episode of the first season they had was like 25 million views. Mm. Like in t- today's day and age with television, that's a that's, lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. a, that's a lot. Um, so it's a success. And I think, um, um what do you call it? The, the producer said that for the second season, it's going to be more about family values and less about politicized topics, mm. which I can understand to a certain degree. There's only so many Trump Pro-Trump and yeah. anti-liberal jokes you can make. And I mean that whole that message. whole uh, angle bit. was
1: probably like to be, just, a gimmick to yeah. get people exactly. interested because that's a hot thing. Yeah. So
0: um, another example of why people of a certain age shouldn't have Twitter accounts. Mm. Uh, so Roseanne has a Twitter account and I've been reading up about her Twitter ring for the past have couple of years. And they said it's been pretty um, all over the place. Like kind of mm. like stream of conscious, kind of nutsy in a way. Mm. And uh, – excuse me. Um uh so she's been off the hinge a bit she's probably mentally ill in her own and, and I've read that she yeah. has some mental illnesses maybe who knows um well a lot of creative people are very very um um chemically imbalanced mm. genetically mm. um so what what I was gonna get at? Um. So she says something around the terms of um one of the officials within the uh, within um the uh, I guess the UN or what is it the um, UN? Who who's the person that she insulted? What was the woman's? Oh,
1: name? someone from Obama administration, okay. Valerie Jared.
0: Okay. So she, her her she's African American mm. and she also I think has ties to like uh, Middle Eastern ancestry as well. Okay. And she said that, so Roseanne made a quip saying on Twitter that this individual, who's also very liberal, this mm. individual who's African-American and has a, a Middle Eastern ancestry, um, is an amalgamation of the Muslim Brotherhood mm. and Planet of the Apes. Mm. And essentially saying that, you know, insinuating that African-Americans are apes. Yes. Okay. Which That's is, a very clear yeah, insinuation yeah, in that is, tweet. Which is, which is terrible. And... Um, Obviously, she was lambasted. Quickly deleted it. Quickly Mm. apologized. Mm -hmm. Back and forth controversy, um, and eventually, uh, I think NBC or ABC. ABC, yeah, ABC canceled her show after like a day of after tweet. They shouldn't have canceled the show. Well, they said this doesn't this doesn't pertain to our values. Whatever that you know, etc. etc. Um, some argue that ABC hated the fact that Roseanne's second season was, or second series was so popular hmm. because they – They're came, all liberals? Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole conspiracy now is that this I, was – I
1: wouldn't be surprised.
0: I wouldn't be surprised it's either. Totally, but, it's totally but, believable. But honestly, in today's day and age, I'm not surprised it's that something like this would inherently make um, this career-changing – event to happen to her. Hmm. Uh another interesting thing that was said was that uh Roseanne eventually blamed her rants to ambien Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ambient then the people who own ambien the company, mm. said that uh, the side effect of our drug is not racism. Yeah, very uh, snarky. That was hilarious. I it's guess like, kinda of funny. It's it's actually really funny. Um so I think that's pretty hilarious. Um what do you call it? Uh and I think another big thing to look at too is that when the show was canceled, there's a lot of great actors in that show, yeah, uh-huh. and their careers are now over. In the well, sense, not that over, they've. They, I'm sure they the, have millions of dollars in the bank. I know, but the, the pinnacle of what their careers yeah, yeah, were yeah. based from. A
1: very promising project is foreclosed upon them. But
0: yet they still, any, all the episodes they sign them for will be paid in full though. Okay, that's season. pretty sweet. So, yeah, all right. Uh, but, but you know how it goes. It's They, they make revenue not just by recording it. They yeah, make the, revenue uh, off of repeats yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So, royalties. And they would have a much higher profile if the series exactly. went forward. And another argument too is that maybe Roseanne doesn't need to be in the series anymore. And let's say she dies off. It makes and you still call it Roseanne <laughs> no they say they say the Connor family because they okay. call it Connor family. yeah 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 and there is precedent to do this because in the what was the st- husband's name oh god I don't I didn't know he was still alive honestly neither did I I thought he was dead <laughs> yeah, too <laughs> I know they killed his character off in the last last episode of Roseanne the is, first are, so he's
1: back did yeah. they say that ending isn't real
0: they, they made a quip to like something like no I didn't have a heart attack I just didn't want to wake up okay uh, and then the studio audience ah! <laughs> like you know it's like okay um so I just thought that was an interesting spur of events, and it's like I think it's just so so crazy just for the fact that it's Roseanne of yeah. all things. It's like <laughs> it's such a joke that we're still talking about this. Um, and what's also funny though is when they try to reboot um, um, hmm. Full House. Yeah, there was no success. No, not at not all. Not at all. And that yet this um, portrayal of a of a narrative because
1: that's what people of, want. Of a, of they a want a, white, a good working class
0: white working class. Yeah, yeah. You know narrative and I think that's, that's
1: what people want to see because no one else is providing it.
0: No, and I think that's an interesting perspective. I wonder if like a Netflix or a Hulu would pick it up. You hmm. know what I mean? I wonder. Maybe. And, it, and I I doubt that you know what to be honest They're with They're all I doubt, liberals I doubt so they wouldn't do those it. Those who use Netflix and Hulu will probably not watch it. So yeah, exactly. I think the majority of people who watch it are watching television. Fox could pick it up. You think so? Oh that's another interesting comment. So What's Fox that? News uh-huh. um one of the commentators there uh wasn't wasn't was he was African American he's African American Uh his name he was not defending her she Hmm. was not so there was even Fox News can't defend her and he says you know why don't we just get a reboot of Urkel but he's super woke
2: like (laughs) like
0: I was like dude that would be a great series like Urkel like did I do that or was it the oppressive white (laughs) uh, societal uh, 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 settings that made me do that you know Mm. what I mean like. A woke Urkel. Who wouldn't I'd watch that. I'd watch. Like it. like a really like like um a person like who a just Black calls Panther Urkel. Not even not even that. Just like a really like a, a woke Urkel. Like he went through life. He realized even though he's really smart, he's still gonna get judged because society's screwed mm. up. And he like calls out white people all the time. Like okay. I wanna watch a show where Urkel Dow calls out white people and mm. that, that that'll make me happy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but there was a spin off of Urkel's alternative character you know when yeah, he took the yeah, special yeah. drug or, whatever. or something stefan right yeah um and that that was like two seasons but it didn't go anywhere it was yeah just, no one wants to see that no happen. i don't i want to see i want to see irk I, wanna, I still want him to be goofy weird but super woke you know what
1: i want i want a new will smith
0: sitcom some kind of reboot of the fresh Prince. but he, he's doing that like motivational speaker thing right now on really? youtube yeah like wow. he's super like he's like really motivational speakering it up like he has Mm. he's making it i thought it was lame but some of it's like it's interesting because he starts talking about some some stories too about Mm. his past life like um i really want to hear more about that i want to hear more about will smith you're right i just whatever whatever context i want will Will smith Smith. i mean like i know we're getting the obama reality tv show on netflix which i think is kind of a joke uh i don't i i don't want to know anything about a president other than a documentary i probably he's trying to spin off michelle's political career yeah Uh uh-huh um also, there's a really cool documentary I saw a trailer for that's coming out in theaters in mm, June. What's that? Uh, it's called um, um, the "The mm-hmm. uh, My, uh, My Neighbor." Okay, and it's about um, uh, Frank Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Oh yeah, that's and cool. It looks like a and that guy had a really cool, interesting story. Vietnam vet, hmm. um, flew helicopters. He, oh. I think he was a Lutheran pastor. I think, hmm. and he devoted his life to kids. Like, hmm. like if I know, it's funny how people say what they're, what who they're like. Um, uh, heroes are, or who they would look up to, or who they are inspired by. And of all the people, I and mean, there's a lot in my my life, but one of the modern people is actually Mr. Rogers. Like, hmm. he had a creative idea. He wanted to help people. He wanted to help kids. He had a, he lived, uh, he he believed in public education and public broadcasting. Uh, he, he went to Congress to defend them to pay and help pay for public broadcasting. Hmm. Um, and he was just a quiet spoken individual. I'm not saying that I love this show. I mean, I think that show's heyday went way out the door for it, when we were kids that was yeah. like oh a 70s, yeah 70s uh-huh. yeah. thing, and he was like really pushing some some things about hmm. um i don't know if he did any i don't know if that he touched on homosexuality but i know he touched on race a lot hmm. um especially when people weren't allowing african-americans to swim in the same public swimming pools as them oh they yeah really put, they would put chlorine in the pools uh-huh. to bleach out their skin you hmm. know what i mean like some crazy stuff like that so one episode he had a postman um, who was African-American. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that post. And, and then he would talk about, like, it's been a hot day. And in the way, he's like, it's been a hot day, no <laughs> yeah. accident. And he's like, yes, it was. He's like, you know what I like to do on a hot day? <laughs> What's that, Mr. Rogers? I like getting my feet wet and cooling off. Would you like to do that with me? Absolutely, Mr. Rogers. So they take the postman takes off his shoes uh-huh. uh and takes off his socks and there's like a little bit of pool and then Mr. Rogers takes off his socks and shoes and they dip hit their both of their feet at the same time in the same water mm. to say now isn't that nice? Mm. And that's and no wonder we my package didn't get here on time. figured the postman's washing his feet with his <laughs> squad. But no, I mean like I mean it's 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 a beautiful thing and I think that sort of stuff, I think, really gets to me, and I think it's yeah. a really cool concept, and I can't wait to watch that that documentary of Mister Rogers. I hear you, man. So,
1: speaking of the olden days, apparently someone died in Pompeii. Oh, so just I, one guy. I just thought this
0: was a really interesting article I read. So, uh-huh. you guys check it out it's on the BBC. They just discovered a new skeleton in Pompeii, which is the Roman island off the coast of Napoli, hmm. uh, where my family actually came from. Hmm. Uh, so, we probably had a front row view of it. Um, and a giant boulder just cr- literally – like they, they, they show the skeleton with a giant boulder where the skull would be. And they mm-hmm. said, yeah, this must have been a bad day for this guy because the boulder must have been just smashed out mm. and just crushed this guy's head off, like mm. straight off. And it turns out he had like an infection in his leg. So he probably was running, but he couldn't run very fast. Oh, interesting. So, He was going to die either way. Oh, they were all doomed. Yeah. Like, and then uh-huh. they, it was actually, there was actually a second eruption. So after the first one came, people mm. from my part of town – Went over to Pompeii to steal all the jewels, and then it (laughs) blew up again. Yeah, (laughs) so (laughs) it's interesting. Supposedly Pompeii was like this sex heathen. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: know if you've ever looked up like the graffiti they found in Pompeii. Lots of sexual. Very, very sexual. Phalic symbols. Oh, yeah. That's how they did it, man. I mean, (laughs) some things never change. Some things never change. (laughs) Those Romans. When you got to write something on the wall, it's going into the pants. Phalic symbol. Yes, indeed. To the
0: whole world. This is mine. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Mediterranean disasters, Mm. many disasters. Um, uh, drive uh-huh. migrants across the Mediterranean yes. into countries like Italy and also France. Yes, such an individual in France performed a very heroic act he when did. some baby or very young child, child, was <laughs> hanging off a balcony. He like, this very athletic guy, like climbed up like five stories of balcony to pick up the kid, mm-hmm. and he's become quite a sensation.
0: Yeah. So, like, there was, a, as, as Tim said, there was a kid that was hanging off a balcony. And the dad was not looking after him apparently he was mm. playing pokemon go that's what i read seriously i kid you not that's what i read uh the wife was defending the husband saying that like, he's not used to taking care of kids <laughs> uh what i mean it's a sad story this yeah, is a sad yeah. story apparently the kid was had a spider man t-shirt on so uh-huh. he may have been pretending ah, he was spider man i don't mm. know so this uh illegal illegal it's individual who came to a country without his documents okay, okay? um that was
1: quite a circumlocutious. Well, I mean, like,
0: there's a negative connotation depending on how you put it. But yeah, this person yeah. wasn't here in a legal sense; yes. He wasn't uh-huh. for on a legal and on a legal yeah. basis because he wanted a better life. Who mm-hmm. can you blame him? Um, and. He committed this great act of kindness and heroism for a person that had nothing to do with him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, he even said, I'm not a hero, I just did what any person would normally have done. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Macron, your your buddy or, or ex buddy. Um, it's complicated. Okay, okay. I won't I will <laughs> I, compli- I won't I won't I won't I won't pry on the <laughs> all issues. All right, all right. Um, he offered citizenship and a job in the um, fire department. I like for this that's good. And um, people are arguing that should this be allowed for merit-based uh, I think so. I like citizen, that idea. Citizen. I like it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Let the damn guy get the president. Yeah. Let the president do what he wants. I mm-hmm. mean, and they say, well, then this kind of defeats the purpose of the plight that's going on for many immigrants who aren't here, uh, who are not documented in, in in a legal sense in France, because there is a lot. There oh, are yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah, very many. And they're saying this kind of placates it so that people may put themselves in further danger Yeah, just that's to possible. be able to do that. So I We're just staging
1: disasters a, to fix it for and, sure.
0: hey, make me a citizen Right, now. right. I mean, like, it's just an interesting you know quandary i yes, guess is the way uh-huh. of putting it and um i think it's a cool story and i'm happy that it worked out for this guy i just hope we treat people who came to out of the countries for a better life a little bit more equitably even though um it's a very complicated issue for I sure agree.
1: speaking of treating people equitably some companies do not treat their customers fairly oh, whatsoever God. one such company happens to be panera bread They're doing something with their sandwiches, ain't they?
0: Again, they're doing something with their sandwiches. So, I, um, over my better judgment, decided Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to Panera. Okay. Mm.
1: That'll teach you. You
0: know, at this point in my life, I should just realize any moment I walk into their doors, I should just be automatically disappointed. Okay. Uh So, I said to myself,
1: all right. You might as well just walk in with your pants down, bent over, because that's that's what's going to happen when you get in there.
0: So, I order their um, half. Half. Um, I think it's turkey avocado bacon sandwich, okay, mm. mm-hmm. and it came with a chips. I didn't, I didn't get a choice to choose whether I wanted bread. Wow, that's it. Mm. Eight dollars. Wow. Okay, so I spent eight dollars on this half sandwich, and I was like, "If we remember the good old days with the Italian combo, and we've talked oh, about this. Those were the was days." Podcast number one. That was uh-huh. what started this podcast. Yes. Panera Bread. <laughs> we're, we're bringing it back. Uh, it was a good sandwich. It was a great sandwich. It's, it was a huge huge uh-huh. sandwich well this sandwich literally wasn't huge w- was no bigger than the size of my fist mm-hmm. it was half literally half like a normal piece of bread it was
1: comically small yeah, it,
0: it, normal half piece of bread that you it's would like get. a
1: sight gag yeah and like a cartoon where some guy gets a really small piece of food and he's disappointed exactly
0: that's exactly what it was and i'm like what the heck is this crap uh-huh. and i spent eight dollars on it and then for a bag of 25 cent chips that they yep. probably pay The chips are good, though. No, I'm not going to question the chips. Okay, okay. okay. The chips are exquisite. All right. And the sandwich (laughs) tasted great. Uh But uh, for $8, man, no way. I know what their gimmick is. They're trying to say, we you don't need a big sandwich to feel happy. Like, don't tell me what I need to feel happy. (laughs) I need a big sandwich sandwich, to feel happy. Okay. jeez louise i'm like i don't even know what's on. i wish they gave picture representations for every, if they did that if they gave picture representations for every sandwich or every product they had there yeah i, I doubt anyone would want to go anymore because no, i think half not. the time it's like the guys of you're gonna get a you're gonna get a, a decent size it's not it's not, never the case never mm-hmm. the case so ladies and gentlemen yet again, yet again yet again i am disappointed by panera bread but you know who i'm more disappointed in yourself myself for even for going. thinking yeah they were ever gonna change you know what i'm disappointed in you too <laughs> <laughs> so don't, so ladies and gentlemen, that's another installment of the Panera, Panera, the bread. Panera saga. So, um, there's another interesting story I read um, about a plane hunt. Mm. So, I think it was called the it was what was it the Malaysia Airlines Malaysia 470, 70 yeah. I think it was. I don't know the number. But, so, yeah. th- we, Tim and I talked about this story. I think a little while ago mm. about how that we opened up the investigation and that mm. the people that was looking for this. Sh- plane that had crashed that couldn't find in near i think it's the indian ocean or what have you Hmm. um said that we would do this for a contract of 40 million dollars however and they're talking to malaysia they're saying however if we're unable to find this plane you don't have to pay us so they spent nine months doing this without any success so this company who had tried to set this deal up with the malaysian government american company Hmm. uh were unable to successfully find this this object. And because of this, um, uh, they were out on the bid, and then the yeah, Malaysian yeah. government said, we're done. It's been five years. Mm. It's not going to happen. And it's, it's sad. Mm. And I think there's conspiracies behind it. We've discussed it. Maybe the Russians, maybe terrorism. Maybe the guy just had an aneurysm and just mm. passed out and died. Who knows? Um, but I can. And I, I feel sorry for that, that, that. That's the end case scenario of this. And I just think it's... I think what this story is more interesting about is, yes, we know that it's a tragic thing, but it's just that the way in which the contract was written for the search company was that if we were successful, you pay us. Uh-huh. But they weren't. So I can only imagine how much money they're out on on that. Yeah. So it's crazy stuff. It's too bad. On a lighter note, but maybe not so much, PUBG. Okay. So as you know, I'm an avid PUBG player. I know. I enjoy playing PUBG. This is a survival of the fittest gun game. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the makers of PUBG are suing another company who hmm. made a similar game called really? Fortnite. Wow. Same kind of concept. You got people flying in trying to be the winner of the gun game except mm. that you can build things with Fortnite or or or, okay. or 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 whatever. I don't know. I don't really I don't play Fortnite. Yeah. it's, it's more of a it's it, Fortnite's becoming much more popular. Mm-hmm. PUBG's losing revenue, PUBG's mm. losing users. The argument I've read that is PUBG's not making any new advancements in their game. So mm, people yeah. are getting bored with it, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Some people have put 500 hours in this game, you wow. know what I mean? That they're not adding any more to it. I mean, no matter how much you do, it's Nothing left. You know, what's the the point? You're just Uh playing the same thing over and over again. So, if there's no incentive at all, other than making a new hat, buying, getting a hat.
1: I like crazy (laughs) hats. Now, that would be a video game. All about making different hats.
0: (laughs) Um, So, Fortnite uh, is being sued by PUBG for stealing their premise. Hmm. But I, I find it hilarious because... It's the same. It's like it's like saying like to, like a roller coaster, tycoon, or Sim City. They're, they're civil, or or, or, or uh, civilization or Age mm-hmm. of Empires. Yeah. it's all the same concepts. Uh-huh. It's just spun differently. It's like saying that uh, when um, Rocket League, Rocket League. Why uh-huh. did it was a game about like cars hitting? It's car soccer. Uh-huh. I mean, why, yeah, why yeah, did yeah. FIFA, who made the FIFA games, <laughs> sue them? Like they stole our concept. This is yeah, uh, yeah. this is this is supposed to be about soccer, and uh, I know there's cars in there, but mm-hmm. come on, guys, what's going on? Like it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's yeah. like, I think I think it's a it's a it's a last ditch effort plea to. I don't even know what, and it's not looked upon f- uh, fondly by no, anybody in no. the community who's playing. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'll still play PUBG, but still, it is st- you're disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Me too. Um. That's it. That's our that's roundabout. It. That's our roundabout. Quite a week. Quite a week, you know, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I was going to discuss one other thing this week, but I'm okay. going to save it for next week. Save it for next week. Colin. Um, just because um, I I want to eat a wawa hoagie right now. I'm kind of hungry. Okay. All right. So that's, that's right. kind of my game. You eat already. No. All right, let's get let's, let's get wawa hoagies. All right, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in To the Tim and Dave Show podcast this week. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. It's great to see my buddy Tim. Mm. Who's amazing. Thank and you. Pretty. You're amazing and too, lovely. David. Aw, see. This. And you're pretty too. Aw, mm. this guy, this guy, this guy mm. t- <laughs> 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 It's like mm, mm-hmm. those hungry eyes. Oh yeah. Well ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Tim and Dave Show podcast. The wawa hoagie
1: <laughs> isn't the only thing becoming a foot long. <laughs>
0: They're actually 10 inches.
1: It's not the only thing becoming 10 <laughs> inches. Whoa. Oh.
0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I have you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is a Tim and Dave show. Thank you all, and have a great rest of your Day, week, week. month, year. Year. In Life. Second. Life. Life. The Tim and as Dave show. As long as it might be. I don't. I don't know leap years. Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the French used to have like a metric system for time. Really? Yeah, it was like really weird. It was based off of like a hundred. Hmm. They had their calendar it was weird too. Damn like, French. <laughs>